Hi, this is Cindy. This is October. In a lot of people's estimation, this is pumpkin month. I just want to say for the record that my pumpkin season doesn't really even start until November and it goes through the end of December because I always associate pumpkin flavors with Thanksgiving and with Christmas because that's when we had our pumpkin stuff. But a lot of people really start looking for their pumpkin fix in October. This being the end of October, I'm going to play some previous podcasts because I have so many pumpkin recipes because I really do love it. And there's no sense in trying to invent something new when I have so many that are so good for you to try right now. Some of these are extraordinary dishes. So for the next two to six weeks, you're going to hear a lot of pumpkin recipes. I hope you will tune in and listen. I hope you will try them. I hope you will let me know how you like them. And if there's anything else you need in the meanwhile to go with your pumpkin flavors, please visit thecookalongpodcast.com. And now, here's this week's pumpkin podcast. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi there, I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. The Cook Along Podcast is a little different from other types of podcasts because the content here doesn't become dated or obsolete. That means the recipes that are in the podcast feed are great to come back to, but it also means that you may not find some that were released in the more distant past because they're buried so far down the list. We've created some really special recipes that you may not have yet found. So starting today, we're creating a category called Cook Along Podcast Second Helpings. I'll be reposting some of my favorite episode recipes because maybe they are especially good or the podcast was especially fun or something seasonal may deserve your attention right now. When a recipe is just really right, it doesn't need improvement. It doesn't need to be superseded by some other recipe that's mostly like it that maybe isn't quite as right. A really good recipe just needs to be shared more. Well, both the recipe and actually the food itself. Today's podcast is a case in point 
as well as being something seasonal that may deserve your attention right now. My very favorite pumpkin pie recipe. This isn't hard. The flavor is going to blow you away. Please, please don't give in and buy a grocery store made pumpkin pie. They're very easy to make. If the alcohol here in this recipe is an issue, please contact me through the website, thecookalongpodcast.com, and I will send you a recipe for either a praline pumpkin pie, which has a crunchy base of pecans and brown sugar on the bottom, or a super easy, way better than store-bought or standard Libby's recipe pumpkin pie. (laughs) You choose, and let me know which one to send you. Without more preamble, here is my mostest, favoritest, can't-get-enough pumpkin pie recipe from back in November of 2018. Hi there! I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. And where I am today, it's cool and windy and rainy, and that puts me in the mood to make my favorite pumpkin pie recipe. And I am going to see some friends this evening, and one of them is gluten-free. So I'm going to do a little unconventional thing and bake it without a crust. But I'm going to tell you how to do it with the crust, because it's exactly the same, except you have to make the crust first. So here are the do-aheads. You need to preheat your oven to 375. And if you're going to use a crust, go to my easy pie crust recipe on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. You'll find it there, and you're going to modify it just slightly. When you add in the oil and the water, I would recommend, if you have any in the house, to add about a teaspoon of a flavored extract. And the ones I would recommend would be a little maple flavoring, a little rum extract, or a little brandy extract. All of those will be lovely in this pie, which is a brandied pumpkin pie with ginger whipped cream. That means that it's got booze in it, which is is really not about the booze, but it is about the flavor. And uh, brandy is a really warm, to me anyway, kind of fall flavor. Once your pie crust is made, do not bake it. Put it in the refrigerator and let it chill for about 30 minutes. If you're making it the way I am today, without a crust, you just need an 8x8 or 9x9-inch square pan Mine is, let me see, 8 by 8 and you want to spray it with a little cooking spray, and the filling goes in there instead of in the pie crust, and other than that, it's exactly the same. When we finish the pie, we're going to make a special whipped cream topping. It's not that different. It's just whipped cream, but it's got some ginger in it, and I'll tell you how to do that after we get the pie made. The pie is very simple. Here are the ingredients you're going to need on hand to make this pie. The pie shell, obviously, if you're doing it that way. A 15-ounce can of pumpkin. Two-thirds of a cup of firmly packed brown sugar. And that can be light or dark brown sugar. Two teaspoons of ground cinnamon. And I recommend that that be good cinnamon. A teaspoon of ground ginger. Half a teaspoon of salt. One cup of whipping cream. This is where it really dramatically alters from the kind of the pumpkin pie that's on the side of the can, is that it's whipping cream rather than canned milk. But it also has regular milk in it, so two-thirds of a cup of regular milk, three eggs, 
and a quarter of a cup cognac or other brandy. And for the topping, just so you can be sure you have everything in the house, you need one and a half cups of, of really cold, well-chilled whipping cream. And I recommend heavy whipping cream. You need about five tablespoons of powdered sugar and a half teaspoon of ground ginger. And then if you happen to have in your house, or if you want to pick up some crystallized ginger and chop it up, that can be a really nice addition to the whipped cream topping. There's your list. As usual, I recommend you get it all out and at least on your counter, if not measured, before you begin. And so now here we go. This is incredibly simple. You just put all that stuff for the filling together and mix it up. And you can do that in a bowl with a whisk. I am going to do it today in my food processor. And the only reason is that I think it makes it smoother. I like my pumpkin pie really creamy and smooth. So I'm going to make mine in the food processor. You can do the same thing with a blender, or you can just do it with a whisk by hand in a bowl. Any of those will create a lovely result that you'll be proud to serve. Into your bowl, put the pumpkin. And I'm going to tell you I'm not using canned pumpkin this time because I happen to have some in my freezer that I made from fresh pumpkins. So I'm using two one-cup packages from my freezer, and one of them is uh, sweet meat squash, which is very like pumpkin, only a little richer and sweeter. And the other is just regular pumpkin. So it'll be kind of a mix of squashes. And if you want to know how to do that with your own pumpkin, I have a blog about it. It's really simple. And you can go to the website and look for a blog called Using That Pumpkin, and it'll show you how to make your own. However, I'm assuming that for today, at least, you're using a can So just scoop all the contents of the can into your bowl or the bowl of your food processor. On top of the pumpkin, put in two-thirds of a cup firmly packed brown sugar. I'm using the light because it's what I happen to have open. Two teaspoons of ground cinnamon go in on top of the brown sugar. Then we're going to add the ginger, and that is just regular powdered ginger, and we need one teaspoon of that. And then a half a teaspoon of salt. I use sea salt, but table salt will do. I I don't recommend using iodized salt if you can help it. And I'm going to tell you that with almost everything, iodine does have a flavor to it. So if you used iodized salt, there's a little iodine taste to it. So if you use sea salt, you don't get that. And then the cream. This is the whipping cream. We're adding a cup of that to the same bowl and then two-thirds of a cup of regular milk. What I have in my house is 2%. That's fine. Skim milk would probably be okay. Whole milk is probably also fine. Doesn't really matter. Two-thirds of a cup. Add that in with the other stuff. Basically what you're doing is just adding everything on the list into your bowl. Pretty simple. So the next thing on the list is three eggs. And then the cognac. And I don't have cognac, just so you don't have to feel guilty if you don't have cognac. I have regular brandy brandy in my house. And in fact, it's a cheap brandy because it's really only used for cooking. I don't worry about it. All right, three eggs. And as I've said often before, if you're all worried that you might get shell into the, the big bowl of stuff, crack your eggs first into a little bowl so that you can fish the shell out. 
if it happens to fall in before it gets into your big batch of stuff. And the way to fish the shell out is to just use part of the shell that's still solid and still in your hand to scoop out that little piece of shell that went in when you didn't really want it to. The last ingredient is the cognac, the brandy. I should quit saying cognac because it's really just brandy. And that is a quarter of a cup. It goes in with everything else. Yeah. Mm, yeah, makes it really rich. It's nice. Okay, that's all that goes in the bowl. So since I am using a food processor, I'm going to make a lot of noise. So I'm going to stop recording here for just a minute. And I'll be back as soon as mine's all blended up, which won't take very long. You can do the same if you're using a food processor. Or just go ahead and whisk it with your whisk in the bowl that you're using until it's quite smooth. You want it as smooth as you can get it. And at least in my world, that's the way I like it, is as smooth as I can get it. And then pour it into either your pie crust or the 8 by 8 square pan that you greased. And then put it in your oven at 375 and cook it for about an hour. The filling should be set, but the center should still shake slightly. It'll continue to set as it cools. So it isn't, you know, liquid anymore, but it does still jiggle when you shake the pan. That's what you're looking for. And then take it out. Come back to me at that time, and I will tell you how to make the topping. There are do-aheads for the topping as well, so I'm going to give those to you here. Hopefully you have some sort of electric mixer in your house, because you can do this by hand, but it'll take you forever. If you do have an electric mixer right now, take the beater and put it in the freezer. Take the bowl that you're going to whip the cream in and put that in either the freezer or refrigerator as well. Whipping cream becomes whipped cream much more easily if your utensils are quite cold. If you have those ready to go, we'll make that up and put it on the pie after the pie is cooled. Okay, now we're going to whip some cream. Whipping cream is pretty easy. It's easiest if everything you are working with is cold. So that means the whipping cream, but it also means, as I said before the break, your tools, your bowl and your whisk attachment. So now put your chilled bowl on your mixer. And into that, we're gonna measure one and a half cups of well-chilled heavy whipping cream. Shake it up before you pour it. Measure it into your Measuring cup, now this is about three quarters of a pint. If you have a pint, it's gonna use most of it, but not quite all of it. That's okay, because there are a lot of recipes that it's nice to have heavy whipping cream in the house for, and it tends to keep quite a long time. So, the cold whipping cream goes into the cold bowl. I'm getting a spatula to scrape that out of there. I always try to get all of it. I don't know if you watch those videos on um, like Tasty and 12 Tomatoes and some of those online. They never clean out the bowl. They just dump stuff and then leave all, a whole bunch of it in the bowls or, or the measuring cups or whatever. Makes me crazy. All right, now I'm getting my very chilled, cold, aha, uh -huh, freezer temperature beater the attachment and putting it on. And we're going to whip. Start slowly because it'll splash and then gradually increase the speed. You're whipping it until it makes soft peaks. That means 
I'll stop this so I can talk to you. That means that when you pick up the head of the mixer or pull out your hand mixer, that a little soft cone will follow the mixer attachments. It's not really stiff, but it's starting to be stiff enough that it can hold its shape a little bit when you pull it up out. I'm going to keep mixing here. It's not unusual for this to take a little time. It can take a few minutes, but you'll see it start to go. What you don't want to do is whip it so much that it turns into butter. Plus, right now, we're not even going past the very soft peak stage, and then we're going to add some things. I'm actually going to let you go do this without me because otherwise you have to listen to my mixer for kind of a long time. So just go mix it until it looks really thick and starts to look fluffy. Now when I pick up the head of my mixer, there's these little tiny, lovely, soft little peaks that form. At this point, you're going to add your powdered sugar and your ginger. You want a tablespoon measure. If you like your whipping cream not very sweet, you're going to put in three tablespoons. I like mine to be noticeably sweet, so I'm going to put in five tablespoons. And then a half teaspoon of ground ginger. I don't have any crystallized ginger in the house. If you do, this is where it goes into the mix. And you want it chopped pretty fine because you don't want really chewy stuff. Mixing that in and just slowly so that it doesn't uh, splatter that stuff back out. And then whip it up again. And this time we're going to whip it until it gets stiff peaks. So all of that's blending in together now. I should have taken a picture of when it was a soft peak. Let me show you. This is still kind of a soft peak. I'm going to take a picture and you'll find it on the website. And back to beating it until we get really stiff peaks. Here's where if you beat it too far, you're going to turn it into butter. So now it's very stiff. And I will take a picture of that as well so you can see it. And all you do, I mean this should be probably pretty apparent, all you're going to do now is cut the pie, put it on a nice plate, and top it with the whipped cream that can kind of fall over down the sides. This is my favorite pumpkin pie. Now you know how to make it. And if you have any questions or comments, things you did a little differently you'd like to share with me, please leave me that information on the website, www.thecookalongpodcast.com. And until next time, happy cooking! Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.